Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to Make Your Vision Podcast for episode 58, where we're going to talk about peanut butter jelly time. Peanut What's up, Martina? Why are you talking to me? I'm not special. Everyone Because me you every were then week. supposed to introduce Chris, okay. but you failed. I'm going to pass the bar off. We have a special guest this week. We have a second timer. Chris from Tinker Workshop is joining us. Two times two-timer this is my yeah. first time recording with you though it is you were not here the last time it's because i knew it's you were gonna be on last time me and trevor geek robot time that was another we can still level. kick her off and have geek that robot another... time part two you know what i think should happen you need to do an episode with trevor josh from home sweet home mm-hmm. and chris and yes. i think that would be need to be translated for everyone else <laughs> because of the geek talk Sorry, Probably. Josh. I dig There's... you. You're my homie. But you guys talk on another level. I'm not sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> no. You don't have to be. It's fine. For us regular old folk, though. Fair enough. We'll just... We'll keep it, like, nerd level five today. Not nerd level We'll try. Five. No promises. <laughs> so what are you working on, Chris? Well, uh, got a big project going on right now. There's a company called Story Labs. They do themed environments for churches. They also do some corporate stuff as well, but um, they've got a church they're doing down in North Carolina. I'm good friends with the owner, and he's contracting me out to do all of their CNC work. So I've got a ton of MDF and plywood signage that's going in probably about the last week and a half almost solid working on that right now i bet your dust collection cannot keep up with the mdf right now oh my goodness yeah it's it's just about full now it's crazy he's like i've run two files and i've already had to empty my dust collection yeah (laughs) mdf is just so dirty as long as it ends up in there and not my lungs there you go that is number one priority yeah your lungs oh man but it's good. Uh, I'm enjoying it. There's uh, a lot of variety to it, so not really doing the same thing. I've got some layered stuff, kind of similar to what you've got, Trevor, but just a little, it's half inch instead of quarter. And, you know, obviously it doesn't fit nicely inside of itself like yours, but I make do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it looked good to me. Thanks, man. Did he just say bigger is better? I didn't say anything. Because this is half... Huh? No, did Chris say maybe. that? Because he's doing half inch and not quarter inch? Did he just oh, say maybe. bigger is better? Maybe. A little, so, little bit. Just throwing a little bit of shade. A little disclaimer, <laughs> this is Make Your Vision Podcast. After hours, we're doing a late night recording instead of an early morning recording, so I think all of us are going to bring our A-game with wit today. So I apologize to everyone who's listening, or 
I'm going to say you're welcome to everyone who's listening because it might be a little more lively than normal. <laughs> so. Well, I don't apologize, so I'm going to go with you're welcome. <laughs> there there, you, there go. you go. But it is, what, 6.13 p.m. Pacific time? So That's late for me. That is much later than we normally That's, record. I mean, it's usually yeah, literally my bedtime in two hours. And with the after show, like, this is late for me. Yeah. Well, it's about quarter after nine for me, so. I'd be dead. No yeah. one can get a hold of me after nine. Well, Chris is just now waking up. Probably. I know. You know, this is my this is my prime time right now. I mean, I love working. I mean, I'll I'd rather work till three a.m. than get up at six or seven. No, I'm I will start responding any any day of the week at five thirty in the morning. That's like my prime time. Trevor will message yeah. me at seven. He's like, I hate being up this early. I'm like, this is the best time of the day. If I didn't have to work in the morning during the week, I would probably be a night owl. Yeah, I'm. I'm just most efficient there. It's it's quiet. It's I don't know. Nobody's bothering you. I can just get in my zone and go to town. No, oh, I did my time working nights, and I apologize to the lack of care that Fresno received when I had to work nights. <laughs> 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 just kidding, guys. For whoever took that serious, I still did my job right. It's fine. Everyone's okay. Sure. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We believe you. My partners are the ones that had to suffer for my attitude, not the patients. My partners, and they still kept coming back week after week. Little weirdos. They probably didn't have a choice. They had a choice. <laughs> so, what are you working on, Martina? Let's just we'll just pass that right off to you. What are you working on? <laughs> uh, my garage, I guess. Cabinets are built well technically they came assembled so that was the easiest build ever except you can't figure out how to hang them i have the french cleat up for one and still need to hang the other one and then once those are up i can hang those cabinets but the uh, other part is i have a sign to make i have little squares i need to cut out for a local person that are being incorporated into some kind of display and they're like mirrored acrylic but there's over 200 squares so it's gonna take a while nice a mirrored acrylic is pretty sweet, though. It is. You just have to be careful with not melting the plastic to it when you're cutting. And then I have about 30 more mugs to engrave. Still for the Mr. Cool, or this is a different order for the 30 mugs? This is actually an order. Well, that's nice. So, Look at yeah. you go. I'm happy. Look at you go. About time. Yeah. <laughs> I went through like three months of no orders whatsoever, and finally picked them back up. I should probably like start responding to my order requests. Maybe. <laughs> Good thing, you know, which is funny because I've gotten at least three phone calls this week from Better Business Bureau asking if I want to be like part of them. And thank God I'm not because I have not responded to messages in weeks. So I probably have terrible reviews right now. All of a sudden you have one star. Yeah, I have an auto response. Or you're like longest yard and you're half a star. Yeah. <laughs> I have an auto response on it at least. It's fine. It makes it maybe okay. So the topic for this episode actually came from Chris. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't even think he realized what happened that he made this topic happen. No. I don't, I don't think I realized it either. So, so you were the one that decided that we needed to do a self-doubt episode. Yep. And then when you were reviewing our self-doubt episode, you were talking about how you are jealous of other makers and their creativity. Yeah. So I felt like it's almost like self-doubt part two slash peanut butter and jelly. Because I definitely feel the way you do, where you see other people making stuff and you see their creativity and it's hard not to get jealous. Or even, I think you were referencing like makers getting together for like a meetup at, was it the Moss Epoxy one? Like where 
you're a little bit jealous of that too like yeah i mean there was there's a uh, always a bunch of those meetups going on you know and you see you know people out there you know just oh i'm going to this oh i'm going to that but you know, i think one of the things that i realized was i mean they're out hustling they're they're not there just by chance you know i can i can do the same thing by put in the same time you know i feel like it's a very very tricky little thing right there trying to figure out how much you want to hustle your business to be able to be incorporated and be invited by these companies yeah versus like i'm just going to hustle it out and make money to provide for like my lifestyle my family and everything like do you want to be a part of those events that companies are hosting and it's kind of like a good time because you're together with makers or do you want to grind it out and make product for your clients and your customers yeah it's a it's a totally different market though now you know in this maker space yes there's profit to be made but i think the one thing that's unique to it is this ability to actually be out and these companies meet other people in the industry that i don't i don't really see many other other industries working that way i definitely think that's unique to our kind of space yeah is where you can find the person that's from a company, talk to them, meet them in person, go to a meetup and they show up. Or you go to things like WorkbenchCon where there's people there. And there are a lot of people that are sponsored on like YouTube that aren't, I'm not just talking about makers, but normal people that get sponsored through having, you know, 100,000 subscribers or whatever. And they don't seem as involved with their sponsor as the makers seem to be. Because the makers, it's usually the same handful of sponsors among the same videos, like Rockler or Woodcraft or whoever. Right. And in the other side of the videos, like normal YouTube, where all these other people are, you have like Honey or like a video game or like a mattress company. And they're like a one and done. They're not like a relationship. Yeah. I mean, there are some that do have those relationships, but by and large, it's like a one sponsored video and you're done. And I've always thought that was interesting. Yeah. I found those to be a little odd because a lot of those products or services really had nothing to do with their brand, if you will. It's funny because you'll see one. I'm trying to think of one of the craziest ones. I think it was like World of Warships or something (laughs) sponsoring a mini golf video. Like what does a war game have anything to do with a mini golf video i don't understand now it's different if you have like a woodworking company and they're making a woodworking project right i mean that's just baffling how how much that would actually fit (laughs) but some of these you're right are the weirdest sponsors ever are sponsoring videos and they have nothing to do with whatever that person usually does yeah but i know for me you know even just on on this build that i'm i'm doing now i mean i decided to just kind of go for it and reached out to a company to see if they would send me something for the project and they did i was nice. i was pretty surprised by it you know that's pretty cool yeah um you know i had met them once out at workbench and kind of kept that relationship going from there and i mean they were they were actually pretty enthusiastic about it which i was really surprised because i mean i'm not a fifty thousand follower account i'm not even 3,000, but I, th- I thought it was cool that they were willing to do that. And it was something that was directly related. That's another thing. To what I was doing. Yeah. I do find that there are companies that do have that cutoff limit 
Yeah. Where they say, oh, you're under this limit. We don't care about you. Yeah. I think that's also kind of what we were talking about last week, though, with Chris, you reached out, said, this is my project. This is how I can incorporate your product is different than, hey, send me some free stuff because I'm at this follower account. Very true. Like they can actually have some added value of it and they can display like this is our product in use. Like this is the intended use of it. Or if you're running into any issues like Tinker Workshop has used our product and he's run into it. So why don't we reach out to him and he can answer that question for yeah. you. I think it's it's really different. It's definitely a different take on the whole corporate relationship. Because I think a lot of people came into this concept of sponsors thinking it had to be the way everybody did it before. Where you had to reach out and make a connection and have you know, 20,000 plus followers to even be recognized. And then you have to do sponsored posts or paid for ads or become a billboard. And you don't have to, like, you don't have to do it that way. Yeah. And I've always, well, I'm not going to say always, I've tried at least like within the last year or so, be more creative about how I try to approach companies I want to work with. Yeah. And that has made a big difference. And, you know, I think we can all say that we've been jealous of somebody in the maker community because I don't know how many people I've seen get free professional saw stops in the last year. <laughs> Not us. Not this guy. About I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or people that get free $20,000 CNC machines. I yeah. mean, there is something to be said for the work going into it. Does everybody technically have a fit? Like you said before, where the sponsor doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what that person did before. Because there have been woodworkers that didn't have any robots in their shop whatsoever. And then out of the blue, they have a robot sponsor. Yeah. It's like, okay, that came out of nowhere. You know nothing about them. And all of a sudden, you're pitching this product hardcore, like you are definitely sponsored. Right. And I don't feel that those kind fit very well. But if it's somebody that started with like an eBay CNC or like a low level CNC, and then this company said, hey, why don't we give you an upgrade if you do this? That would make more sense to me because they're already kind of doing that stuff. It fits better. Yeah. They're following down that avenue of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, every woodworker could use a CNC. That's what you can relate to, so. Yeah, so it's the the whole concept, though. Whether or not they know how to use it is a whole different story. <laughs> exactly. By giving this person this machine, to an extent, I almost feel like you're doing a disservice to them, in a way. Because you're, you're forcing them to make content for you as a sponsor. And if they've never used this stuff before, you're forcing them to learn software. You're forcing them to learn coding, in some cases, if it's like figuring out the machine paths and whatever. Yep. Like, you're making them do a lot more. Uh, granted, this person has to agree to it in the first place. So they've agreed to this extra work. But I think there's something to be said, too. Like, yeah, it's cool to be sponsored. Yeah, it's cool to have a sponsored post. <clears throat> It's cool to get products for free. We can all say we'd love to get shit for free. Yeah. But sometimes the sponsors or companies have too high of an expectation and too much time investment that they want in order for you to do a video or whatever in order to get this machine. Yeah. Because they may give you a $2,000 machine but want, you know, $4,000 worth of your time and effort and everything else, which you have to weigh out if that's worth it to you. And people have, and they've done it. That's fine. I think, I think for a lot of people, time is an easy sacrifice, if you will. I think those are, I think you're right that people see that as 
an easy thing to sacrifice. And the more I'm doing this, the less I'm like, my time is easy to sacrifice. Yeah. I hate sacrificing my time. So do I. <laughs> I think for some people, it's hard to say no to free. That's true. Yeah. And you could easily take on a deal that you're underestimating and get yourself into something because it's free and it's cool and they've reached out to you and it's hard not to let it go to your head it's exciting it is it's i mean who doesn't love free and then a company wants you yeah like we want you to be their spokesperson for product a like how do you say no to that you know what i mean like you have to really be self-aware to be able to rein yourself back in and say that's not something I'm interested in. That's not something that's on brand with me. That's not, you know what I mean? And I think that is hard for someone to recognize in general, let alone someone that ends up with this larger following. Like, I think that eventually that all just starts to get to your head and starts to build your ego. Not saying they're egotistical. I'm just saying, like, it's, I mean, who doesn't like to get likes on their post? No matter what, it makes it makes you feel good. Like, your post gets 50 likes, it's like, oh man, and then all of a sudden you're getting like 300 likes and it makes you feel good. How you're not getting any sponsorships or any companies wanting to work with you and now all of a sudden they're like, hey, take this CNC. How do you say no to that? That's a very good question. Yeah. So it's hard for us that feel like we're grinding it out every day. We feel like we're putting out good content, we're doing solid work, we're getting orders, we're getting paid for those orders and then you see someone that's not making any money and companies are like oh yeah here's some free stuff it's like what am i doing different who should i be in order for that company to want to work with me yeah yeah like it's it's hard not to see see that and be jealous well especially when you see somebody that doesn't sell anything they make and sometimes the stuff they make you're like i i wouldn't feel comfortable selling that if i made it and then they'll have for sponsors that pay to redo their entire shop it's like yeah we all get jealous of that kind of stuff because i paid for mine out of pocket and it was not fun no. so would i have liked to free everything that i did yeah i would but it wasn't gonna happen well, i mean that also comes down to value i mean valuing yourself and just yeah and earning it you know yes free stuff is good but i mean that's something that i've had to check myself on is all right, yeah, they're getting all this free whatever. They're going to this. They're being sponsored and flown here or whatever. Great. That's great. But I've got to be just satisfied with what the outcome of what I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Well, you don't know what they're sacrificing, whether it's family time or... Yep. I mean, it's easier for people that are content creators that are full-time to still have family time at the end of the day because they still work like, you know, a nine-to-five schedule, and then they have family time. Yeah, you're not doing a job and then another job. Yeah. Exactly. And that's one thing I think people don't realize is they're able to put out so much stuff because they're full-time. And I think, Martina, you put out a lot of stuff that you build, and you that's what you focus on, because you don't care as much about YouTube or content creation. Yeah, and then I feel like I'm a little bit different with the, when it comes to posting, though, because I'm not I'm a full-time woodworker, not a full-time mm-hmm. content creator. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes, like, I'm on a deadline, and, like, that is the last thing on my mind is, like, let me get this content to post so I can get some Mm -hmm. likes when that's the content creator's job is like, let me get this post together because 
I owe that to the company that's that's paying. Well, me. that's the thing. Yeah. You get those handcuffs essentially from a company that say you have to do this. You have to have it by this time. You have to have it approved. You have to have it all these things. It's like, would it be cool to be sponsored on a really big project? Yeah. Because you could say, hey, I'm sponsored. But until you see the details of that sponsorship, you don't know if that's a good one or not. Yeah, the, I'm not organized enough to <laughs> to, well, to follow somebody else's <laughs> schedule like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, I could barely produce for the deadline I've set for myself, mm-hmm. let alone the deadline someone else is giving yeah. me to produce for. Well, and if you're if you're doing something like a YouTube video which I'm trying to get more into, it sucks up so much more time. Like, double, triple, sometimes even quadruple. Because I went to assemble a sign, and I decided that it would be cool to set up the camera at different angles for little parts and do, like, multiple shots from multiple angles. Well, it took my assembly time from, like, 10 minutes to, like, 40 yeah. Like, that's a huge difference. Yeah. And if you're talking about every project I ever do, it's like, is it cool to have the content as a part of my business? Yeah. Because I feel that it's a marketing tool for me. Absolutely. But I don't see myself ever being a content-only person. Because, like you guys, I I don't want to be handcuffed to a contract all the time every day i want to be flexible like would i take on sponsorships and have the occasional contract yeah because it could give me tools i need or uh, something that i need for whatever reason but i also wouldn't want to lock myself into only having sponsorship deals because the other flip side is if the economy goes down like yeah it's hard to sell stuff but it's even harder to get a sponsor deal again yeah because they don't have that marketing money anymore So as cool as it is to get sponsored and as jealous as I might get of people that have these awesome sponsors, it can change tomorrow and they could have no sponsors. Like, well, for most of them that are well-established, that's not going to happen. But for the ones that are still, you know, getting more into sponsorships or have only been doing it for a year or two, you're more on the chopping block, I feel, if that's what you rely on solely. That's that's my thing with, I think, jealousy in general is not content creators specifically and the fact that they have, like, this guaranteed paycheck mm-hmm. to go. I mean, it's kind of cool that they get a paycheck to go play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think I want to experiment with epoxy today. And, you know, a epoxy company sent me four gallons of something and I get to play with it. Like, that definitely seems fun. But I think I'm just, my jealousy is more of, like, other makers that are like consistently putting out like banger projects where it's like how did you come up with that design and you knocked it out in two weeks and now you're on to the next project that's even cooler than the one that you just did like i i think that's what i'm jealous of is like other people's creativity and i often feel like man what i'm producing is just like less than mediocre well and sometimes it's not up to you it's up to your client (laughs) which right no offense to clients but some of them have no imagination that is so discouraging and like you feel handcuffed and stuck in a box where it's like yeah no i'm telling you that's gonna be ugly and like you're not gonna like that and they're like no yeah i'll pay for that i kind of feel sometimes the opposite martina where somebody will pump out a project 
that is the world's simplest design and they're selling like hotcakes or they're getting 5,000 likes on that or, you know, the list goes on. And it's like, I, I could have done that in 30 seconds, you know, mm-hmm. and they've got this just generic whatever and it's and, and it's just blowing up. And I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain over, you know, some kind of like super awesome design. Like, am I just wasting my time? Like, should I just, you know, <laughs> come up with simpler things or, you know, and then, and then you've got the other end of the spectrum, like Martina said, where they're just pumping out these mind blowing things, just one after the other. Yeah. It's and both ends. I've seen the same. There's somewhere, like you said, Chris, they pump something out. And it was something that would take you or I, with the assisting of a robot, it would take, you know, five minutes. And they're selling thousands. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is that even selling? Like, it, I don't get it. Yeah. It does. But then again, I'm not good at judging the market, apparently, because anything I come up with that's like a my design that I'm trying to sell my design, yeah. they always seem to fail. So it must be that I just don't know the market. Well, and, and we've talked about that too. And you know, I mean, personally, I feel like a lot of those were yeah. really good ideas, but the market says otherwise. Or you feel really hyped about this video uh-huh. you did, and you're like, "This is the coolest thing since sliced bread." Yes, I'm a dad joke guy. <laughs> but you get to that point, and you're like, "This is the coolest video ever." Five views. There's some when I'm like, this is like the coolest video I've ever put together, and I'm like, man, everyone's gonna love it. And I'm like, how did that get 200 mm-hmm. views? And then when I put some other video out, and it's like that one just got 2,000 views, and that's more than my following account. Blows my mind. But like, that's that's why I try so hard to not not let the likes get to mm-hmm. my head, not let the views get to my head and remember that like, yes, I can get business through Instagram like that because it's inquiries. It's not necessarily sponsorships, but like it still plays yeah. with your psyche. It's hard not to. It's, it's just a different shift. I mean, like, like we said before, it's, it's advertisement, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's free advertisement. <laughs> it is. And, and I think that's what's cool. And I've, I've had to kind of shift. I mean, I, I tried, I, I think I'm still going to try, you know, I, I started a YouTube channel and I've got maybe three videos on there now, but like you said, Trevor, it's, it's hard. Content creation is hard mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys enjoy working with your hands and making something tangible more than the content, you know, yeah. great. If I remember to actually take a picture, that's a plus. You know, and maybe I posted two weeks after I actually did the project, but you know, it's, it's, it's a different, a different mentality to just do your own thing. It's hard to do your own thing and focus on you when you sit there and scroll through and you're like, and then, and then do it for the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chris, you're not the only maker that runs into that. I ordered um, bottle openers from BJ Byram's. Uh-huh. Custom Woodworks, I believe, is his IG, and uh, he sent them out to me, and then he messaged me and said, will you take a picture of those when you get them? Because I forgot to. 
And because I'm such a slacker <laughs> these days, they're literally sitting on the desk with me right now, and I still have yet to take a photo. It's funny you say that, because I have mine, and he asked oh, me to do gosh. the same thing. <laughs> so, BJ, because by the time this releases, I probably still will not have done it. I am waiting to reattach the LED lights in my shop that I knocked down. That one turned yeah. out good. Um, and to do it on my white workbench to get you good photos. That's cool. I do promise I will take a photo. And by the time this releases, maybe. I've been working on it. It took me forever. Oh, yeah. Prime example. Yes. Like, it is done. <laughs> make this sign. I wish that everyone oh could God. see this right now. Please. But yeah, I mean, so, so now Chris needs to explain. Yes. Because he showed us, but nobody can see it. So I got one of Trevor's um, signed kits. So it's all the laser cut pieces unfinished. Poor Trevor's kids like can't go to Girl Scout camp now because this order didn't take off because Chris isn't publishing it. I know. And not doing content creator. His kids need braces and they can't get braces. Yeah, and talk about the content creation. I have. I've got <laughs> all the video. Uh, it's just a matter of editing it down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I went through the whole thing of all about the kit. Trevor, send me a kit. I'm not building anything. I'll have it knocked out in like three days. <laughs> and then you forget to post it <laughs> that you know what that post might be a huge because i haven't posted in oh, weeks yeah. i might kick it off ah that's true that could be it my might. comeback to instagram is your sign it kit. could be you never know freaking chris man I'm slacker you. well he's not the only one one of these days i'll finish it <laughs> <laughs> it looks good though man it true looks, statement it does you. look good yeah everybody else has to just trust me on that They'll see it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Next year. It's like his freaking first New Year's post is like throwback to last yep. year when I got the sign kit. That'll be his first throwback Thursday of 2020. Yep. Nice. I like it. Well, that's your jealousy right there. You came up with this clever idea, Trevor. And then one week later, someone came up with your same concept of mm. the flat pack. DIY sign kit and sent it to a huge influencer that probably got that other person way more orders than you're going to get. Like, because they, I said it this afternoon to you, it's in the maker community. So, of course, everyone stole that idea. Mm -hmm. Like, as soon, like, so that's what happens. And you have to be jealous that, like, they stole your idea, they ran with it, and now they're profiting off of it. Well, my theory on that is I did it first, so mine is better. There you go. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know, I struggle with that a lot. And I do get mad about people stealing my ideas when it's something like that. Because I felt that that was a really unique thing. And I felt that nobody was doing it. It was going to set me apart. It was going to blow up. And it never did. Part of that's me marketing it. Part of that is I think people saw it and then... They're like, oh, I can do my own. And then they started doing their own and trying to sell them, not realizing that, you know, you're basically stealing somebody else's idea. It's like the equivalent of taking a picture of something, going to some other maker besides the person you just got a quote from, taking it to some other maker and say, hey, so-and-so that makes this quoted me $400. What will you make it for? Yeah. That's what it felt like. So it felt like I was being stabbed in the back. And I've had people come to me 
with that. Yeah. I tell them no. Hey, I've seen this. Can you do it? Or Mm -hmm. it's always, can you do it for less? Like, it's one thing if it's like a, a Pinterest post and it's generic and it doesn't like link to anybody and it's just like a picture. Right. They're like, Hey, I'm thinking of this idea, but I want to put my own spin on it. That's different. But if they come to you and say, this is what I want verbatim. And I say, well, who made it? And they tell me like, then go ask them. Like, don't come to me. Yeah. Like go to the person that came up with the idea. I can understand like cutting out shipping. Like, Oh, they live in, you know, X city. You live here. Like this is, you know, inspiration. Mm -hmm. This is what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like to support somebody that's local, you know? Yeah. I've also had people ask me a lot of questions and they were never all at once. They were always like interspersed of different topics. And then in the end of it, I was like, well, are you know, are you interested in a sign? Cause they were all like questions about signs. Right. And they're like, no, I make my own. I just wanted to know how you did it. I was like, so you wanted to know everything about how I make a sign. Your process. Thankfully I left some things out, yeah. but I'm still like, you don't do that to people. Yeah. It's just mean. Like, you don't go to somebody, take all their ideas, and then steal them. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for, you know, and I've heard you talk about this before. Uh, you know, I'm all for helping somebody. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. what's so great about the community, but you got to be open about it. You know, just yeah. be honest. Like, hey, I'm wanting to do this. Would you help me? I'm much more likely to answer your question. Than if you are skirting around something, because mm-hmm. I I've gotten better at being more reserved with certain people yeah. when they ask questions, because I know that they're similar or are trying to do something similar, and I can tell because I look at their feed first if it's open. Yeah, you you hop over and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've had people. I had one. I think it was a couple of days ago. Asked me about something specific with tumblers mm-hmm. they're like well who's your supplier and where do you get them and how much do they cost and all this other stuff i'm like do your research I mean, yeah i'm like i found my own yeah like they're all over the place yeah so i don't know martina got kicked off apparently <laughs> i see that <laughs> she she had a case of the wi-fi oh it's my guess yeah i mean I'm i'm all for helping you know like we said just be open and honest about it like you know we're we're all wanting to succeed whether it's as you know a side hustle whether it's as a full-time thing i mean everybody wants to feel some kind of success just as so this the project that i'm working on for uh this church down in north carolina i had some pieces that i needed to cut that were larger than my machine Mm -hmm. you know i was able to connect with another maker in the area with a bigger machine and you know we got to work together i've never met met him before in my life i drove hour and a half to his shop and we just we made a day of it he learned stuff i learned stuff like it was fantastic but it was all set out from the get-go you know hey this is what what i need to do mind you know excuse me and i mean everything was just fantastic and that's that's how how it should be. I think it's definitely better if you're upfront with people about things like that. Yeah. And you know, it's okay to be jealous at times. We all get jealous at times. Yeah. Like 
do you get jealous of the person with the new tool? Yeah. But then I think about what I have too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty fortunate to have what I have. And I mean, sure, am I jealous of somebody with a big CNC? Yeah. Do I want one? Yeah. But at the same time, like, I chose to invest my money in something else. Right. So I can't be that jealous. We we all make our choices. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Like, I could have chosen five years ago to start doing YouTube videos, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Didn't even occur to me five years ago. No, I, I was nowhere on my radar to do anything like that. And it's a whole different world to being on camera. You know, have to be a uh, what I would call, consider a personality. I don't know. For me, I don't consider myself a personality. You know, like you see some of the content creators. Um, but I'm still doing stuff. You know, I'm doing my thing. I would say that talking to a camera is the weirdest thing in the world. It's like presenting at a high-level meeting at your job of just yourself, to yourself. Over and over and over again. Exactly. And it's one of those things where the more I do it, the more comfortable I get with it, but I'm never 100% comfortable. And I always catch myself in the moment feeling like that level of discomfort. Mm. Or I'll be watching it later when I'm editing and be like, man, I look stiff as a board. (laughs) Like, I do not look like I want to be there. I do not look happy. And then I go back and I re-record whatever I was talking about. Yeah, uh, I'll go through. I'm like, why didn't I smile anywhere in that? I felt like I was happy. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> this is what YouTube did to me. It's funny because I, like I feel like you're so smiley in your stories. Like you, me? Yes. All right. It's so funny. I'm like, Chris <laughs> is just like living his best life driving and talking to his phone right now. Just- Super awesome. He is bubbly. <laughs> oh, it's tough. I can't story myself out in public. I, I will only yeah, do it by myself. Car. So that's funny that you in feel the like you're like, wherever I'm going. I think I'm losing. Occasionally, I will story I in the store down an aisle where nobody is. Literally, no one's watching me. So I can be a big It's not that like, I don't really care Instagramming what other people think. But like, if I'm in I'm just not comfortable me, like, absolutely not. looking at a camera in public. Yeah. It's a it's an odd situation to be in. It I, takes I, I, I usually so do it. much. I'm, I'm either in my truck or in the shop if I'm storying. Nine times out of ten. In my shop is one thing. Yeah. Like I have no problem talking to a camera in my shop. But talking to a camera in Home Depot, not the most comfortable feeling. Yeah, you get those stares from all around. Like, I don't know how people do it. <laughs> what is he doing? Next time I swear, just go to Home Depot, take the big DSLR camera, shove it in your face, walk down the aisle, and then when people start looking to be like, yeah, I'm a YouTuber, yeah. and just like, just I'm walk. literally going to send you a shirt, Trevor, that says, I'm a YouTuber. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Do you, do you have any idea who I think I am? I want to do that one day, just to get the So list. I'm at Target, <laughs> that would be, trying that would to be respond to a text message, not film myself, so I'm like leaning over the cart, responding to the text message, and steering my cart, and I ran my cart into like the <laughs> bumper things that protect the glass cases, I broke it off of the fixture, and got my cart stuck halfway through the bumper, and of course, there's a human being there. And the employee, granted they're a human too. So two humans right there. And I just start laughing. I'm like, how do freaking people do it? How do they walk and talk? Because I can't text and walk. And I'm like, oh man, I'm a little stuck. And then I realized how stuck I was. 
And then I was like, oh man, I'm really stuck. So I like start backing out my cart halfway. Like, so it's like two coolers worth that I'm stuck on this thing because freaking inertia, thank you. Like, so the employee was like, I'm going to tell corporate on you. Dude, I'm pretty sure I broke my freaking tibia. I hit the freaking cart so hard and forcefully when I got jammed in there. Like, I think there's a chunk of bone taken out for sure. How do these people walk into it at Home Depot? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, at Home Depot, you end up in a lumber rack. <laughs> and then they're sponsored. And they go viral. And then they're sponsored. So maybe that's the trick. Martina's Wi-Fi is killing me right now. Yeah. Your Wi-Fi is garbage. Dude, I'm on the garbage network right now. I'm I'm ready to switch it, but I'm afraid I'm going to drop off again. And knows you're not a pe- person. It's like Martina's on. No. There's another person. Mm. That's too many people for Martina. <laughs> She's like shut down. See, now she froze again. Can't, can't handle it. Can't She's handle full it. on getting kicked out again. She did. It might be the funniest thing in the world. If people could see this video of her face, <laughs> just like looking shocked as to what is going on with her Wi-Fi signal, it is priceless. Please take a picture and then tag it. Oh man. <laughs> She's not gonna live that one down. <laughs> it wouldn't go. It, and she's back. It wouldn't go full screen now. Kind of. Oh, she's back. I don't think she knows what she needs to do. <laughs> anyway. I saw her mouth something very inappropriate. Probably. That's okay. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of things that I think social media is good for, and I I do feel that it does have the effect of giving you false perspectives of things like yeah we're getting jealous of these people that are getting all this free stuff but you don't know what strings are attached to that free stuff because nothing is usually actually free and martina finally joined us again i'm jealous of your internet you want to talk about jealousy i would be too if i got kicked off as much as you do (laughs) so what so my primary network isn't working but my booster off of it is what's working that is strange so tell me the exact right okay see whatever so i have no idea like i don't even know how long i need to hold on and hope that my internet works because i've reset the ticker for tricast for so many times now yeah brent's gonna have like six tracks just for you brent you're welcome thank you but yeah i mean there, every day I see something that I could be jealous of on Instagram or on YouTube or whatever. And every day I find myself struggling yeah. to, I guess, let me think of the way to say this. I find myself trying to feel how to not be jealous. Like how, like, yeah, I am jealous of that person having this, but why? And then it's usually like, it's just because they got it for free. Half the time, it's not even something I'd want. It's just that they got something for free from some company. It's like, honestly, I probably wouldn't use it even if I got it. Yeah. So why am I jealous? And then I realize I shouldn't be. Now, there are some where you can be like, oh, so-and-so got a free CNC machine. Okay, yeah, that would make me kind of jealous. And then there's some people that get free lasers. A little bit. But at the same time, I'm like, I know the company that I like doesn't give out free like lasers. So... I'm not going to be jealous because any laser that I would get for free probably isn't one that I'd want to use that much anyway. So, I mean, I'm trying more and more to see 
or to focus more on what I have and how I'm doing what I want to do and making what I want to make and less on what other people are doing and what they're getting for free or whatever. It's like, would a new grill be awesome? Yeah, sure. But like I grill five times a year. I don't want to be forced to make a bunch of content yeah. to grill five times a year. Like I'll just go buy a new grill. Since I cut out, are we talking about barbecue grills? You only grill five times a year. Yeah. Like, what do you eat? What do you mean? What do I eat? Stuff made in an oven. What? How are you? Oh, no. Mm. No. Well, in all fairness. I don't like that for your life. <laughs> you can't put dino nuggets on a grill. No, you can't. Well, you probably could. But I don't want to sit out there in 110. Like, when That's it's... why you have to barbecue, because it's 110. Maybe. When it's December here is when I want to barbecue. Because, like, I'll be out there. It'll be, like, 40 degrees. Like, this is awesome. So That's perfect. Yeah. My grilling season this year is going to be, like, you know, November to, like, March. Because I live in I've super hot I've grilled three times this week already. Well, you're just that much cooler. But you also have a beer fridge in the backyard. And a TV. And now I have Alexa that plays throughout the whole house. So anywhere I go, it's playing the same music. And I feel so fancy. That is fancy. I love it. Very fancy. Well, do you want to roll into the after show? It's been an hour because I lost like 20 like minutes of my life. It's been like 51 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't know because you're at like See, I, two. I like it. Just cut the Plus. episode short so that way people want to sign up for the Patreon. Which, hold on, we got a high five. Oh yes, the virtual high five. You get two of them. Oh, do, do they get a special guest? They get a special guest high five. Special guest high five. Ooh, but these people that didn't sign up for the Patreon are now getting high fives. So I'm just saying. Yep. Um, we might have to hold them for the after show. But I like that we cut the episode short, so that makes them want to pay for the Patreon to see what else we're talking about. See what you're doing. Which is patreon.com slash makervisionpodcast. But we're going to head over there and chat some more and probably chat more nonsense. Hopefully hopefully I stay connected. Well, you won't. Hey, now. We could, we can hope, but you won't. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Now we we just transition into geek talk now. So geek part 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 two. Chris, do you hear how he talks to me? What's that? I thought we're. I said, Chris, do you hear how he talks to me? I thought we were supposed to be picking on Chris. How am I? You're the one dropping off the Wi-Fi. (laughs) Chris hasn't done hasn't done anything. He doesn't have a reason to pick on him. You've dropped off four times. Not yet. One can hope. All right. See you in the after show. The night is young. All right. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe.